dirt road in a gooseneck saddle up with me dry land in god's country crops far as i can see headlights on both ends of my day this country Welcome, folks, to HPJ Talk, the podcast from High Plains Journal, bringing the ag news and commentary of the week to you. I'm Jennifer M. Latsky, and I'm joined by my colleague, Kayleen Scott. Hey, Kayleen. Hey, Jenny. Well, we've had quite a month here at High Plains Journal, Kayleen. (laughs) Um, A lot of changes announced in the past weeks, and uh, for those of you who haven't quite caught up with the news and print, Our editor, Holly Martin, has resigned to move on to the American Angus Association in St. Joseph, Missouri, as their new communications director. It's a good move for her and her family, and we're kind of sad to see her go after being here for 25 years, but we wish her all the best. So later on in the podcast, we're going to have a conversation with Holly and um, Dave Bergmeier, who was just announced as the new editor, and he'll be stepping into that role from his managing editor spot. Um... Kayleen, I don't know about you, but it's going to be a little odd traveling to events without keeping track of Holly's whereabouts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be strange seeing her not buzzing around somewhere. Well, no, that and um, it's kind of an inside joke, but now we're going to make it an outside joke. Um, when you travel with Holly Martin and and God love her, but the woman has a, a tendency to leave things behind. <laughs> and so... Just amongst us and on the staff, we've learned a Holly checklist over the years. <laughs> uh, do you have your phone? Do you have your iPad? Do you have your laptop? Do you have your camera? Do you have your suitcase? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the cords for all of the above. <laughs> You'd think she'd be a pro if doing this for 25 years. I think it was just there was a lot of, of balls in the air and plates so. spinning and and that was just a little bit too much for for her to keep track of. So fortunately, we kept track of things for her. So yeah, um, it's good to have people look after you sometimes. <laughs> that's why you and I work so well together, because <laughs> you keep track of me and I keep track of you. <laughs> <laughs> you you probably have the worst job, though. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. Um, you know, we've watched Holly's boys grow from toddlers to young men. Um, she, she was on staff when I got hired. She hired you. Yeah. She was just starting out as editor when I, she hired me as a copy editor. Yeah. So, um, yeah, 25 years. I mean, (laughs) honestly, when I, I still think that I am brand new. I still feel like I'm brand new. You're in not. This. But then I realize, oh, holy buckets, I'm the adult in the room. We're the adults in the room, Kayleen. Who who on earth thought that was a good idea? I don't know. I was trying to think the other day, you know, she was here for 25 years. Who's next in line with the most tenure left in the building? Hmm. You know, that might be somebody over Lawrence, in... Lawrence, probably. Yeah, Lawrence was here. He's well, he longer than Holly, yeah, he's, right? he's been here longer than Holly. Uh, Lawrence is our, our CFO, and uh, he also is in charge of our circulation 
sales reps guys and, and that team there. And um, yeah, golly gee whiz, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it's quite the change. Well, and the hilarious thing is, is I honestly had looked at moving to Dodge City as a three-year plan. Be here three years, max four years, go find something else. It wasn't meant to be, for me, 19-year commitment. <laughs> and when I think 19 years, I think, holy buckets. Have I been out of college that long? <laughs> <laughs> um, somebody had mentioned that uh, one of their, well, Actually, you look on Facebook and this past fall or this past August, there was a plethora of people our age that were now starting to send their children off to college. And I realized I was in some of their weddings and I remember giving baby shower gifts to some of those kids and there's no way on earth, but they are old enough to go to college. Now. Not me. I have a kindergartner. <laughs> so I can bring up the rear. I don't, I don't particularly care. I tell you what, um, yeah, this this business, you know what the what's kept me here has been the people that we work with, primarily because we work with some of the finest people in the in the industry, hands down. But it's also the fact that we have a responsibility and a duty to talk um, agriculture and to work in a in a in a region that is full of some of the best people in the world. Absolutely. And um, makes you kind of pr proud to uh, ride for the brand. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> well, um, you know, in, in breaking news, though, today we had a report of an explosion at the Cargill Meatpacking Plant here in Dodge City. We kind of started our morning off a little bit of a, oh, there's breaking news, right, Kayleen? Yeah, I grabbed my phone at 10 to 6 when I woke up thinking, oh, I'll troll Facebook for a little while. And the local gossip page on Facebook had people asking what the big ex explosion was that lived around the area. So kind of started from that. You know, right about that time, I live in town. I did not hear anything. But then again, I live in, in the middle of town, like in the heart of Dodge City. And so I might have been too far away. But I think my dog knew something was up <laughs> because she was in a panic this morning. Yeah. As of today, it, um, it is Thursday. And uh, we're hearing reports that two injured, two workers were injured. Uh, production was just stopped for the day. No word yet on if that's going to last another day or so. This is all, you know, it, the, the thing is changing as we move on. And so um, we just, you know, practice caution when you're sharing things on Facebook, when you're sharing stuff on Twitter. Always look for trusted sources. Go look at hpj.com and we will pass along the information as it comes available. Um, that's the best that we can do, folks, okay? Um, let's see here. Kayleen, speaking of cattle, you worked cattle yesterday. <laughs> I didn't do anything but document the whole situation because <laughs> there's 42 calves, I believe, at, at our house. And we don't really have good facilities to work calves there. So my husband borrowed a portable corral and a mm -hmm. chute to make his life a little easier. And it definitely did make our lives a lot easier because we started... Him and a friend, they gathered the cattle about 8 o'clock. They were back at the house by 8.30 and had the calves sorted from the cows horseback in no time at all. The other two guys showed up, and they were done by 10.30. See? And it was probably half and half steers, and or now steers and heifers. 
So, <laughs> and for those of you unfamiliar with this, why a shoot, um, C H U T E, would be um, something that would make your life easier. If you don't have that, Kayleen, what is he doing? He'll rope him and then somebody will heal him and then you'll have to cut him because we don't band him. Uh-huh. It's just, just as easy just to get it done with, cut, cut the stuff out and let mom lick him and take care of him for a while. And then, our, of course, ours are going to be sold this uh-huh. fall. So, Well, and that's how it's been done for generations. Yeah. You know, this is, a, I mean, this is a tried and true method. Uh, we do it with as much... Um, uh, care and animal handling responsibility and you guys have been through beef quality assurance yeah. so you know what you're doing when you're working cattle so it's comfortable as best as it can for the calves I mean look folks castration is not a comfortable thing <laughs> but you do it as best as you can um, and it's for the betterment of the animal because yeah. if you leave them intact and if you leave that to extra testosterone in there they become even more of a pain to handle. Mm-hmm. Well, they can hurt themselves. They can hurt other cattle yes. when they're in a, in a group setting be, just because they're trying for dominance and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and they can hurt people. Yeah. So this is, this is why we do that. And I'm not going to share the story about what the boys were doing with the parts that were cut <laughs> off. I will leave that to the imagination. <laughs> Let's just say little farm boys can be creative. <laughs> and praise the Lord for the cats because the cats kind of remedied the situation. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> you know what, folks? Welcome to HPJ Talk where we just, you know, we talk about it. That's that's what we do. And if you have questions about anything that we talk about, Set, drop us a line, you know, if you've got feedback or something, or, or if you've got a question and you're catching us and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> what is that? You know what? Let, let us know. We'll clear up any, we'll, we'll clarify some things for you. So I don't know about you, but I am in a full on cleaning jag at my house though. Why don't you come over to mine? Because I haven't cleaned it in a while. No, no, I've got my hands full with mine. For living by myself with a dog, I am just, you know what? There's just certain corners of your house that you just don't focus on a lot. That's the boys' bathroom in my house. Yeah, it's underneath my bed in mine. <laughs> um, so I, I'm, I'm tackling dust bunnies. I'm sorting through things. I'm pitching a lot of stuff. One room at a time. One room at a time. That's a, my grandma Clark. That's what she told me. <laughs> when you're keeping house, one room at a time, honey. But yeah, we've we have been working on that. My office is gonna have to be next because with this new role I'm taking on with the programming and stuff for the U events, I have to have my my stuff together, Kayleen. <laughs> and currently, my stuff is not grouped. <laughs> yeah, as my sister would say, group your poop. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we are working on programming for upcoming new events. It's winter time, and that is a time that we gather everybody together for educational stuff, Kayleen. And this year, we are kicking off our brand new Cotton U. We're going to do that in conjunction with the Amarillo Farm Show. So if you raise cotton in the plains, uh, Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, I even saw that there's a couple of hardy fellas growing cotton in Colorado. I saw that picture yesterday. And uh, so if you're a cotton grower and you would like some more information, come on out to the Amarillo Farm Show. Cotton U will be December 5th 
We're going to be right there at the farm show. It's just a half day, and we'll have some really good programming. Uh, Lunch will be served for the first 150 folks through the line. And so we'd love to see you out there. We'll have more information coming along as we get more speakers. Then we also have Soil Health U in Salina in January. That's our third year for Soil Health U, and we've got an excellent program already started. And of course, Alfalfa U is going to be coming to a location near you. Not only will we have it in Dodge City, but we'll be in Gearing, Nebraska, which is outside of Scotts Bluff. And then we will be at a location, I believe, St. George, Utah. And those three locations are all in February, Kayleen. So, yay. Fingers crossed for good weather in Don't February. Don't say that. You're just going to jinx yourself. <laughs> Well, but folks, really, if you are looking for some educational opportunities, come on out to a U event near you, and all those details can be found online at hpj.com. We can uh, we can direct you there. If you got a comment or a thought or anything else out there in farm country, we'd like to hear it. Drop us a line at hpjtalk at hpj.com and let us know, or you can always call us at the office, 1-800-452-7171. Or you can always comment on our Facebook and Twitter accounts. And if you like what you hear, do us a favor and head over to iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts and leave us a review. So this week's episode, we're going to bring you the stories you might have missed in the October 14th print edition. We have an interview with Holly and Dave, who um, will be looking at 25 years of history and what's in store for the publication for tomorrow. And Kayleen's going to bring us the latest on grain markets, and then we'll have our final thoughts. It's harvest season for so very many of you, and we know Mother Nature is throwing her worst as some of you. So while you're out there bringing in the groceries, thanks for riding with us on HPJ Talk. This week is our irrigation issue with a cover story by Kayleen on squeezing out every last drop, how farmers can make the most efficient irrigation choices and extend their resource. Inside, our colleague David Murray at Waterways Journal writes about farm economic trends coming out of a University of Missouri event called Trade Floods in the Future. And on page six, we have editorials from Holly Martin and her owner publisher, Nelson Spencer Jr., talking about the change in staff. And Seymour Clearly writes of the recess travels from his post in Washington, D.C. On page 38, leading the livestock section, Kayleen has a story from our cattle you on our panel of marketers and how you can garner more value for your calves. Folks, if you have a response to something you've heard or read, or there's a local topic that you want to bring to the attention of our readers and listeners, please write to us at journal at hpj.com or hpjtalk at hpj.com. Or you can always call us at the office, 1-800-452-7171. We want to hear from you. There's a lot we could say about saying goodbye to someone who's ridden for the brand for 25 years. But we thought we should let Holly Martin talk about her memories herself. Here we have a conversation with Holly and incoming editor Dave Bergmeier about the past, present, and future of High Plains Journal. 
Some of you may have noticed a change in bylines in this week's High Plains Journal. Our longtime editor and publisher, Holly Martin, has stepped down to take a position with the American Angus Association as Director of Communications. And our managing editor, Dave Bergmeier, will take the editor's seat. And we also named Lacey Newland um, now as a new field editor for us based out of Oklahoma. And she's going to be covering Oklahoma and Texas, Kayleen. And Jenny, you were named associate editor. That's right, Kayleen. I'll be working on our educational programming and content, as well as continue writing for the newspaper. We wanted to sit and chat with Holly and Dave as they make this transition and talk about Holly's 25-year career with HPJ and what her memories are of the publication in this dynamic time span of change in farming. And of course, we wanted to see what Dave's thoughts are on the future of HPJ and what it holds in store for readers. Welcome to the podcast, Holly and Dave. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Alrighty, Holly, we're going to start with you. You started at HPJ 25 years ago, um, close to straight out of college. There was a, a right. little bit of time there. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a really different time for young women in the industry, and things were changing and opportunities were expanding like never before. Talk about what it was like to be a young professional woman in ag communications back then. Sure. I, you know, it was a little bit different. I guess it wasn't the dark ages, but it was was a while ago. Um you know, today when you look around at ag communications, many, many of the professionals are women. Um, but but at that point, um, the editor was Galen Hubbs. And as I wrote in my column, he was a veteran of Vietnam and a, a veteran of newsrooms and um, was a little rough around the edges, you know, and he didn't quite know what to think of a, a young woman who, who showed up and asked a whole lot of questions. So um, it was you know, it was it was a great experience, and um, I, I all the leadership here um, at that time were men, which is is it was what the the way it was at that point, you know. And so, um, yeah, it was a little bit different. And I I know that there's been plenty of farmers who would say, "So you're a farm girl?" When I call and ask them um, <laughs> if they were interested in doing a story, and so they would also then um, adjust their directions based on whether I was a farm girl or not. Because if it was, if I said yes, it was going to be north and south, and if it was, <laughs> if it was, I wasn't a farm girl. It was right and left. So um, yeah, so it was a little bit different. But you know, over the years, I think I don't think. Maybe maybe my age and and um, younger, like you ladies, I I don't know that there was ever anything that I ever didn't think I could do because I was a woman. I mean, it never into the state doesn't doesn't ever enter my mind that it's any different than than being a man. So, you know, back then when I first started, Galen Hubs was the one that hired me, and mm-hmm. I remember you and and Larry and and a few other people were sitting in on one of the interview <laughs> sessions, and. Um, Galen was very much, he didn't say three words when one would do. He, he, that, that's right. just that's what he true. was. If you got a good job out of that man, that was like gold. That was a gold medal that's right true. there. And mm-hmm. you had just won the lottery. And so, um, I think that that changes your mindset as far as, you know, you don't, you don't work for somebody's approval. You work to get the job done and mm-hmm. to do, and to meet the reader's approvals. So, Absolutely. Yeah, that that's one thing that I took from from Galen too, and and from watching you in your career mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kayleen and I, we've we've watched you <laughs> over the years, and and tried to see how the path that you and others laid before us. And mm-hmm. so, um, you're right. There was nothing that we we couldn't do. A- right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And and I always think it's a little funny to, um, you know, 
we three are farm girls, and so, you know, I we don't need people to carry stuff in the office for us. We don't need, I mean, you know, you just, you just get it, get the job done. And that's, that's how, how it happens. You just, you just go on about your way and, and make stuff happen. Is there a story that you reported that kind of sticks with you? Maybe a farmer or reader that is top of mind when you think back on your career? Um, I, I think there's a couple, but, um, Further back, probably the the cow that stole Christmas was um, one that obviously made um, a big impression because I literally got to stay, got to say stop the presses. We were we had just started running um, the an edition and um, and and the news broke and we were able to go back there and say we have to stop and we have to put something together and I think I don't know we maybe took a few hours maybe three or four hours maybe not even that long well and explain to some of our our listeners what the cow that stole Christmas was in 2003 and why that was such a breaking story and and so important right so so you know it was um a cow in in the United States that was discovered with bovine spongiform encephalopathy look I learned how to say it Bravo. Ah, yay and spell it. yeah yep <laughs> 22 yes. years later right <laughs> and and the common person would know it as mad cow disease but we learned to spell it and say it that way because that is was what what um you know what what the right thing to do was and um and so we and to the credit of the industry they were absolutely ready to answer questions the National Cattlemen's Beef Association was on the ball there. Um, I believe at that time there, Jan Lyons was their vice president and she was their spokesperson on the topic and she knocked it out of the park and, and we were able to respond really quickly. And because we're a weekly, I was really happy to be a part of High Plains Journal. Of course, the broadcasters got a lot of stuff out right away, but then we were able to, you know, within a day, there our readers had things in their hands that had a, an in-depth story in their hands. So that was, that was probably the oldest one, I guess I can remember, but the other the one that I was going to say is um, I'm super proud of the story of a stake that we did, um, which was a series of stories over a period of years. I'd always wanted to follow a group of calves from beginning to end, from um, beginning where they were born on the ranch to to a stake. And we were able to do that. And, and while I didn't write any of the story, um, I just was really proud of, of how our team put it together and and um, Martha Mintz who who was the writer on that story um, was named writer of the year and, and one story of a year and so to compete a little old um, regional weekly publication against the national big boys that was kind of cool that was a, a really great thing you know it's funny over the years our weekly publication um, we've added so many different platforms and so many different ways to share news whether it's this podcast but Mostly what's evolved has been our online presence and, and our, our way to share information more immediately um, and then go do a deep dive in, in the weekly print edition. And so um, we've seen that kind of change and evolve over the years as versus something that the online was just a place to warehouse finest, final stories, which that was the early days of the Internet. Mm-hmm. And that's what we all did um, to now where we can we can respond within hours on breaking news there and then they can come to the print version and they can find more in-depth coverage. Uh, that's that's kind of an, an interesting way that the industry has evolved. And we've evolved with that. 
What's uh, what's one of your proudest accomplishments here at HPJ? I mean, there's got to be a lot in, in the career, but maybe one or two. Yeah, so I, I, it kind of goes along with, with what we were, you were talking about. I think um, when when I – I mean, this I, – I, it's 25 years ago, so when I started, there was no internet and there was no email addresses. And I mean, or right away, we got email addresses and things like that. But, but I, you know – I think it became really clear at that point and, you know, over the last few years where farmers and ranchers consume information in different ways. The people listening to this podcast like to listen, right? There are others that like to see things face-to-face. There are others that like to read and print. There's others that like to watch video. And so whatever we need, our, our mission is really to deliver the content. It isn't necessarily just to write a story in print. And so... Um, one of the things I'm proud of is that we have taken our our publication from a weekly publication to um, adding all these other things and including you events, which are near and dear to my heart. But, um, you know, all of those special projects, the stories of the stakes, the all aboard wheat harvest, those kinds of things that that bring content to readers entertain a little bit, but also educate and help um, get the message of agriculture out there. Dave, you've been awful quiet. Do you, what do you think? Because um, you've been with us, uh, what are we at now, 10 years? Close to? You've worked with Holly on a lot of these things. Well, do you have I, any follow-up? I, am, I have been here six and a half years. So I came in April of 2013, and it's been an extremely great honor to work with Holly, Jenny and Kayleen, and all the others who I've gotten to know over the years. Um, it's it's uh, bittersweet to see Holly leave. She is... On a personal note, she's been a great cheerleader for me and many others here. She is right about that. Uh, she's one of the pioneers, the new pioneers of the journalism field when it comes to publishing. I was fortunate when I was in Abilene, I worked for the only female publish, woman publisher. And so I understood the glass houses that she speaks about that for me as a male, I don't see very easily and uh, she has been able to, just like my former boss in, in Abilene, who Kayleen does not know, but Jenny does know very well. Um, oh, I remember you know, Vivian. <laughs> yes, she was a person who did not take no lightly, worked twice as hard because that's what it took, but did not take it personal. And so it was always, uh, it's uh, really bittersweet because Holly is... Uh, one of those people, but she's going on to new places and it's going to continue to take that message, that love of a reader to a different to a different place, to a different location, but we'll always have HBJ close to her heart. And, you know, my as I think about it a little bit, my role will be, I think, to try to continue that legacy that was taught to her by her predecessors, obviously. And even though it's a challenging time in, in agriculture, we all know that. We're going to continue to press on to do what what the readers, listeners want us to do, which is to report uh, in any in our various formats the best stories, the accurate stories, the stories that will make them think and respond and know that when when they're getting the story, it's going to be the straight straight shot. And I think that's a, a very much a credit to the staff that we have here. Holly has hired all the people that we have in place today 
to carry on that mission. And so it's uh, something that we, we won't take lightly, that we will continue to do to the best of our ability. Any advice for Dave? Oh, I, I don't know. I think that um, one of the things that is most important, and you guys are so sick of hearing me say it, um, but in my mind, if High Plains Journal keeps farmers and ranchers at the top of the mind, it, if we do things to help them and to serve them, the rest of it will take care of itself. And, and I, you know, if you prioritize in that way, I think that's always, always the best way to approach any subject. It helps make your decisions pretty easy, actually. I know, Kayleen, you and I, we've always kind of looked at things like that, haven't we? Um, what would our dad say, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I used to always say, what would my mother think sometimes? <laughs> that's true. So far, my mother doesn't listen to our podcast, so maybe that's a good thing. <laughs> Perhaps so. <laughs> well, this question probably can be for both of you. Um, what would you like readers to know about the journal and its people and its mission that you've set us on? That we haven't already covered. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think I think High Plains Journal is just one of the things that makes it really challenging to leave is is the is the people that work here and that um, how hard um, each and every one of you all work every day um, to do the best job you can. And, um, you know, it's I think that. I don't know that that people always recognize that, but but I know that I have, and I hope that they can feel it in the things that you write and the things that you do every day. So, yeah, I don't think we uh, we don't take a, do, do enough probably to applaud ourselves, um, but that's just I think in our nature, and yeah. that is that we don't want to be we want to be the people who tell the stories or broadcast the stories. We don't want to be the story. And in this day and age, it seems like there's a lot more of that pressure to do some of those things. And, um, you know, I think as time goes on, we'll, we'll, we'll learn to balance that. As I think Holly said that well, to keep our commitment to the readers, the farmers and ranchers and those that we serve. And we put those in, as, our, as our, the people that we're aiming to inform and make and earn their uh, respect we'll be okay but it's gonna it's gonna be challenging we know that so dave what are your hopes for the future of high plains journal well i think that if um you know for for me personally it's really to kind of continue to build on what we've got in place um holly has ambitiously put the journal in the last 10 years on a mission to not only serve readers but to also help educate through new events um, those are things that uh, we'll, we've learned a lot about ourselves as we do that. And I think that one of the best things about those programs is that um, it actually puts us with those people in, in a convention format that sometimes when you're sitting at a desk at times, it's not always easy to understand the challenges that people have. I mean, we have, we're good listeners. We have our backgrounds. We can relate to a lot of things. But... When you're out among the people, you do get a different perspective about how things are. And the good thing about those things, I think also, as we continue to do that, is that it does make us feel like, you know, we're making a difference. And it's easy just to listen to people complain about things of of their industry, whether they're farmers or ranchers, but they've still got to be the, the people out there who have to make a decision 
and they still have they want to be informed and they and they want to be positive and we all know if you're a farmer that you're the internal optimist but when you're out and about and and you're into those events those people they're wanting to get information and our ability in which is really the Kayleen and Jenny and and will soon be Lacey and, and others is that you'll be the ones that'll be the really the point people for a lot of those uh, interactions that will lead to great stories and those are some of the things that I see but I think it also is a great way for people in the who we serve to know who we are and that's one of the best selling points I think and so I guess my my hope is that we will continue to get follow along those paths um, a lot of credit goes to Holly for having a lot of fortitude to get us on the path where we're doing a bod- podcast today. Um, our former editor, Bill Spiegel, was also hugely important. He deserves our thanks for doing that also. But it's the right call. It's, and, uh, you know, I think it's another, just another way that we're able to go out there and serve people. So I think as long as we, like are the people we serve, continue to look for different market opportunities, we will be, will be better off and we will continue to do that. So that's probably what I, will do, I would say in, in, a, in a short statement, so to speak. <laughs> short. Short. <laughs> there you go. So Dave, do you have any, any questions for Holly? How about that? Where does she hide the, the file for all the, <laughs> the goofy readers? <laughs> you know, how could we do this without that? Right. We have to we have to mention Holly's file of weird readers real quick. It is literally labeled the crazy file. It so. is. Did you pass it along? Or are you gonna pass? It and along? I'm taking it with me. Are you kidding me? I earned that crazy Nobody file. Nobody is gonna believe her if she doesn't show <laughs> the pics or it doesn't happen, Kayleen. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, she has pictures. Yes. Evidently, High Plains Journal does very well in the Texas penal system. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> no, but Dave, do you have any questions for Holly? Well, I, I think that a lot of the questions we'll have will we'll just have to come over time, I'm sure. She has been a great listener. She has pledged that she will continue to help help me and others in any way I can, or any way that she can. And so I, I welcome that and probably just, uh, you know, just what her advice is is gold and uh, probably... You know, maybe it would, it's a good question, thought, thought-provoking <laughs> question is, is, you know, how, how do you think we should do things as we carry on from this time forward? Well, I, I, you know, you got, like we said, you guys are on the right track and, and um, you know, not, don't be afraid to try new things. That's definitely, um, it's a mission for us, but it's also a mission for our um, farmers and ranchers out there. If you're going to be successful, you have to... You have to try new things. You have to be willing to fail occasionally, and and um, you you keep going. So, I think that's that's across the board. You know, I kind of look at it this way: um, just like a farmer builds on the generations before him or her that set the farm in pace and in place and and on a pace. Um, just like you build from the crop before and you look towards the crop of the future. That's kind of what we do here at High Plains mm-hmm. Journal. Um, we've had seventy years of a path and. We continue on that path. We evolve on that path. We diversify into new crops. We diversify into new platforms. We diversify into new regions. And um, we see people come and people go. And everybody that's ever been here leaves a mark on the journal. And that is what makes us pretty darn successful, I think. So 
Thank you both for leaving your mark on High Plains Journal. Thank you. And thank you, and congratulations yeah. to you and, and Kayleen. You do a great job on the podcast, and not there. I'm sure you guys have seen a lot of, of, and heard a lot of stories, and, and you're and you're continuing a, a great mission. And I just wanted to personally congratulate both of you for what you've accomplished. Dave, I'll Venmo you that dollar. Yeah, no, 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 no worry. You guys have already earned that dollar. So. Well, thank you both for coming on to HPJ Talk. And remember, folks, you can always catch um, all the news and commentary and uh, events and everything that are happening in High Plains Journal country in our print version in your mailboxes. You can catch us online at www.hpj.com or you can always follow us here on HPJ Talk. We appreciate it. Thanks again. Your grain market prices from Dodd City's Pride Egg Resources on October 8th. Corn was up at $3.86. Wheat was down at $3.55. Milo was up at $3.31. And soybeans were up at $7.96. Next week's print issue of High Plains Journal has a cover story on labor by Jenny. Be sure to watch for that in your mailboxes October 21st and look for additional content online anytime at www.hpja.com. Remember, you can subscribe for free to this podcast at hpj.com podcasts. You can also find us on places like iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you download podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at HPJ Talk for news and commentary throughout the week. We're also on Instagram. And you can always drop us a line at our email, hpjtalk at hpj.com. Thanks again for riding along with us, folks, as we bring ag news and commentary to you. And remember, as Dodge City's favorite lawman, Wyatt Earp, once said, fast is fine, but accuracy is everything. We'll see you on the trail. This has been a production of High Plains Journal, all rights reserved. Dirt road in a gooseneck, saddle up with me. Dry land in God's country, crops far as I can see. Headlights on both ends of my day. This country life is for me. Ride with us, HPJ. Ride